My name is Megan. And my name is Ari. And this this is Unapologetically Girl. We have come together to bring information to live the healthiest lifestyle and bring relevant information into your life. We are not doctors and always suggest discussing health content with your doctor before deciding if these lifestyle changes are beneficial to you. Information gathered comes from our personal experience, online articles, and relevant books. I have a background in marketing and a passion for personal development. I personally have a background in social work, and thus my perspective will come from the mental health challenges I have witnessed in myself and others. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Megan. Hi Ariana. How was your week? My week's actually been really good so I do want to kind of talk about something that I've been working on that I almost have done for this month and it's been really fun and given me a good sense of accomplishment. So at the beginning of the year when I was thinking about like the goals I want to set for the entire year, one of the ones I decided to do was to pick one room a month to fix up a bit. Um, so this month I picked our living room and I set a budget and we rearranged our furniture. We got a new rug and we're redoing our coffee table, which has been a really fun project. It just feels really good because a lot of our rooms are made up of like hand-me-down furniture and things we've gotten from family and friends over the years. So I wanted to make each room kind of styled more to like our, our tastes and upgrade it a bit over the year. So I did the living room this year, and it feels like so fresh and new when I walk into it. So I super love that. And then um, since that was kind of a bigger project, this next month, I'm just going to do the guest bathroom. (laughs) So it'll be fun and easy. But yeah, it's been a a really fun thing, and I'm excited to see at the end of the year, like, how different the house looks. And it's kind of easy because it's just doing, like, one little room at a time. I love that mostly because I love home improvement, like anything. Yes, you do. (laughs) I know. I love that kind of stuff. I grew up remodeling homes with my parents, and ah, that just makes me so happy. I know what feeling you're talking about. I know. I was like, I have to send, I have to send Ariana the before and after pictures of my coffee table because the wood was only like thirty-five dollars. Then the stain was fifteen, and the top coat or the sealant—I can't remember what it's called. I believe it was like ten. So it was super inexpensive, and I feel like it looks even better than the first day I got our coffee table, because I feel like furniture is kind of made cheap these days. Mm-hmm. So it looks so much better, and I'm so excited, and it's like I made it on my own, so it feels good. So, yeah. The pride that you fun. feel. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, sometimes when your space feels fresh and new, it can totally change, like, your mood, your mindset, how you feel in the morning. Like, you walk out, and you're just like, ah, like, fresh start. So, yeah, it's yeah. been really a really good I'm really happy I picked that for this year and I prioritized it because I'm already benefiting from it and it's only the first month so I think it's so cool because going back to our last episode about like living creatively I think that kind of stuff is so underrated like people don't realize how we truly take in like what looks good and, and like we our do. environment yeah so and our much. environment and how things look is a huge part of how we see ourselves and a reflection of ourselves. So I definitely like know what you mean when you walk into your space yeah. and you're just like, ooh, yay. 
Yeah, you're just like, oh, this feeling is so good. And it's mostly all the same stuff, but just in a, like, new position and, like, just cleaner and more organized and more, like, minimal than it was before. And it's so good. So I highly recommend it if you are feeling you need a little bit of newness in your space. And it's motivating, too, I feel like. I don't know. It just has an overall big effect. So that's been super fun. That's really nice. I, too have been working on a goal that I actually set last year, but it was kind of like one of those goals that I, it was a winter goal, so it kind of has blended. I love it. I started skiing uh, at the end of last year. I got myself some rented skis, and I've been now, I think this was my fifth time, but I went skiing on Sunday, and... It was so much fun. Like, the snow was incredible. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. The snow was so good, and it just, like, kept snowing. And um, I just freaking love skiing. And I didn't fall near as much. (laughs) I was going to say, because the first time you were kind of like, oh, my God, it's so freaking hard. Like, it was kind of miserable. I was cold. I kept falling. And then this time you're like, it was so much fun. It's, like, night and day difference. Night and day. You just needed more practice or to like give it some rest and then go at it a second time oh yeah for sure like I definitely <laughs> needed some more practice and this was like I had I this was my fourth time going and so I felt a lot more comfortable I wasn't on like a crazy big hill and so and the snow was like perfect conditions so it was just, just so much fun and it just really one it confirms to me that Yes, although we're, you know, older, we're in adulthood and in this, you know, time of our lives, we can still learn new things and we can still totally. push we can ourselves. can always learn new things. Like always. I just learned how to safely drill a hole through a skinny piece of wood so that it doesn't go all the way through the wood and it's like flat on the top. So we can always learn new things. <laughs> we can always learn new things. <laughs> That's such a fun, like, accomplishment too. Like the feeling of like doing something that maybe you were a little scared of beforehand and then you figured out that you could do it just as incredible it was also like a creative experiment too because the top of the coffee table so I bought it online and I thought it was like really good quality and then when I got it it I got the sense that it was basically just like a piece of plywood with like vinyl put on top of it or whatever it's Uh stuck to the like stuck to the wood and I was like, oh, well, that's kind of crappy, but whatever. And then over this last year, it's gotten, like, bubbled in places. And um, one of the edges kind of, like, got pulled up and, like, scraped off. And so I was like, I don't want to, like, pay for a new coffee table. But, like, what can we do with this one? And then I was like, well, it totally screws off. I wonder if we could get just a new piece of wood and put it on. And then it totally ended up working out. It was cheaper than I thought it was going to be. So it was really fun. And kind of use that part of the brain where you're like, what can I do with this to yeah. make it better like what are the possibilities here I love that and it's just thinking out the box and I don't know it's just so fun to use your creative brain it's it amazing. is so <laughs> fun okay so do we want to jump into today's topic for the podcast yeah it kind of goes with what we were talking about but today we are gonna talk about a growth mindset or a learning mindset, um, whatever you might call it. Um, I think specifically the term is growth mindset, but essentially 
it's the same thing. So basically, to summarize it, what I got from my research on it, um, and I did learn this like back in college, but that was kind of like a few years ago. So I brushed up my knowledge on it when I was looking it up. So from my understanding, a growth mindset is when you believe that you can change your attributes or like the things about you, whereas a fixed mindset, which is like the opposite, means like you believe that you can't change those things. So growth mindset's more positive that you can change, it's in your control. And then fixed mindset's more negative and you believe that you can't change your attributes. That's essentially what the research says. It was originally coined, or the terms fixed and growth mindset were originally coined by Dr. Dweck. And Dr. She, Dweck. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe like this is. <laughs> I believe this is a woman, and I really hope it is. <laughs> Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we're we're at the point, you know, gender doesn't matter. Let's um, go with it. <laughs> but yeah. So they studied the behavior of thousands of children, and they identified the different underlying beliefs um, that people have about learning and intelligence. So if you think about just going into, you know, classrooms in elementary school and how, like, why is it that some kids seem to really benefit from that classroom style and really succeed where other kids seem to just act out and maybe not succeed in that environment as well it's very interesting um so she kind of or the person the research (laughs) dr dweck Dweck, uh (laughs) kind of found that if you believe your brain can grow then you behave differently um studies on different kinds of praises have also shown that telling children they are smart encourages a fixed mindset whereas praising hard work offer effort cultivates a growth mindset when students have a growth mindset they take on challenges and learn from them therefore increasing their abilities and achievement and i love this because like oh my goodness if you look at from my understanding of what like Montessori practices are. I was going to say, I yeah. was a Montessori teacher, or not a Montessori teacher, but an assistant for several years. And this is how we were taught to talk to the children was to talk about like the effort and the work that they're doing, not yes. to say you're smart or. Yes. And I think we all can agree that it always feels better when you're praised and like the effort that you showed is recognized versus the outcome because the outcome we cannot control like the outcome comes whether you put a lot of work in or you don't put a lot of work in like there's my brother and I are great examples of this because my brother I feel like he always (laughs) put a very minimal effort in and got really good results not to say that he doesn't work How hard. frustrating. <laughs> but, you know, he just had that knack. Whereas I felt like I put a lot of effort in. And, you know, I didn't ha- see that great of results with, like, certain things. So I think 
when you start praising that work that was, you know, that the child put in, you start making them want to work more. Like, oh, like, this is fun. Like, I'm getting praised for, like, just doing, just, like, working hard. It's like, okay. I think it's so interesting, too, because it so many things in our life come down to what words you choose to use. And even if we have the best intentions, but we use the wrong words, we can have an impact that we didn't mean to have. So just like paying attention to like how we're using our words is so interesting. Well, and I think that's why Montessori teaching is so beneficial to even if you don't go fully Montessori, just to learn because it is about um, just standing back and let the child letting the child learn their environment in a safe way and fostering those growth mindsets right fostering that work and that learning and that creativity rather than what society or what our idea of um like uh, the final outcome is yeah it's so crazy the impact that it can have and it's like the smallest things but they can have a huge impact especially in children that's a really interesting study I didn't know that um growth mindset was related to like studying children and the effects of how you speak to them and the way that they're praised and um, yeah all that that's really cool so just to briefly find out sum up the studies I just individuals who believe their talents can be developed through hard work good strategies and input from others are the ones that tend to have a growth mindset they also tend to achieve more than those with a more fixed mindset which is those who believe their talents are innate gifts. This is because they worry less about looking smart and put more energy into learning. When entire companies embrace a growth mindset, their employees report feeling far more empowered and committed. I liked this comparison because it talks about companies and how when the people that you're hiring are more focused on the learning aspect than, you know, oh, I'm perfect for this job because I have like these innate gifts and, you know, that kind of more fixed idea. It also helps the companies um, promote growth and like be more innovative. Um, yeah. And then it's so interesting too, because it shows real life application Mm-hmm. of this kind of mindset and like how big of an impact it can have if you have one or the other or if an entire organization has a culture of one or the other yeah so it's not just like oh I want to be more mindful and I want to you know it's like it has huge impacts in like the world around us in our environment and like how your manager talks to you and like presents things to you affects you so much in how motivated you are to you know continue learning and um, getting input from others and fixing those maybe things that need to be fixed um so I think it's a really important thing for organizations to um promote as far as when they're looking yeah when they're looking for like managers it's like you want a manager that knows how to foster growth mindset in its company the other thing that I found really interesting when I was doing the just some research on this 
was the misconceptions. And I will um, say that for myself, I also, like, had these misconceptions. So it's really interesting. Um, the first one I noted was that, um, like, the saying, like, oh, I already have a growth mindset. I, I have always had it. Um, I was just, like, born with it. And <laughs> this, like, often... Maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah, Maybelline. <laughs> I always think of that whenever <laughs> it's, like, Maybelline was born with it. <laughs> that is good marketing right there. Thank you. <laughs> or, wait, not me. <laughs> I came up with that. <laughs> Kudos to you. Okay. <laughs> so, people often get confused that growth mindset is, like, being a flexible or open-minded or having a positive outlook on life. Uh Although these qualities are really good, uh, no, that's not what a growth mindset is. <laughs> if only, just kidding. <laughs> um, that would be called a false growth mindset. Um, everyone is actually a mixture of fixed and growth mindsets. The That mixture continually evolves with experience. And a pure growth mindset doesn't really exist because, like, I mean, we all have fixed ideas of ourselves and yeah, we can't be open-minded about every single thing yeah. that we encounter in our lives and like there's gonna be things that like you know if somebody gives you criticism on you're gonna you're gonna be like oh. you know like you're gonna have those feelings of like oh that's just me or like especially yeah. if you've heard like the same criticism over and over you're gonna start to think that you know you're not able to fix that because you've received the same like critique back and like over and over um and so there's in some ways you can be growth mindset in some ways you can be fixed mindset that's a good combination um the second misconception was that a growth mindset is just about praising and rewarding effort so this isn't exactly true um for students in schools and it's not true for employees and organizations so in both settings, outcomes do matter. Um, so I think of, this is what I was thinking when we started giving everybody like participation trophies. Oh, right. <laughs> yes, that's a good example. Yeah. Like participation trophy trophies are like the dumbest thing. Okay. You know, you know that you didn't deserve that trophy. Like, you know, you just know. <laughs> You know, you participated. That's yeah. the only reason why you got it. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's it's like kind of a sla- it turns out to be kind of a slap in the face and kind of like does the opposite thing where it's like, oh, like this sucks. I must suck so bad because I just, you know, versus if you didn't get a trophy, then it's like, OK, fine. I didn't expect to get a trophy. I know I wasn't the best. Yeah. Well, I think people realize that not everyone's going to win something. Yeah. And then when you change the rules so that like, oh, everybody wins. And it's kind of like, well, what's the point of trying to win if everybody gets you know the same praise so yeah and I like I going back to this um thing I really like it says that unproductive effort is never a good thing like you don't want to praise somebody if they literally are coming into work late and they're barely getting everything done and you know I mean they're there but like that's all they're doing is they're they showed up Keep up the good work. Yeah, it's not like, oh, keep up the good work. You're doing so good. You came to work today. Like, awesome. No. Mm -mm. That's like, yeah. Mm -mm. No, that's not. That's not right. That's unproductive effort. Um, 
It's critical to reward not just effort, but learning and progress, and to emphasize the processes that yield these things, such as seeking help from others, trying new strategies, and capitalizing on setbacks to move forward effectively. Um, so I see a lot of businesses do this when they talk about like setting goals for like the year. I know in my, um, when I was working at the school, everybody would have to set like a goal for the year um, in different like sections. And then that's kind of how you like moved forward in like the pay rankings go. But having those like goals helped you like have something that you're learning and moving forward in. And so it was easy to measure when like, you know, your boss is like, wow, I really see that you're putting a lot of effort in to learn this specific thing um, because you're, you know, you're maybe you're spending all this time here or um, I can see that it's working with your students, like different things like that. Um, in all the research that they um, found, the outcome, the bottom line follows from deeply engaging in these processes. So deeply engaging in the learning process, deeply engaging in questions, asking questions like, okay, I'm not getting this. Would you help me with this? Um, that takes a lot of like self um, reflection to understand when you need to ask for help, which is awesome. And, and then being, trying like, new things. Comfortable enough to ask for help because sometimes yeah. people are like too shy or they feel like if they ask for help, they'll come off as stupid or that they don't know enough about their own job or insecure. So, you know, also having enough self, whatever. <laughs> yeah, self awareness. Uh, oh, having also having enough self confidence in order to speak out yeah. to ask the questions and further enjoy the learning process. Well, and I think a big one is capitalizing on setbacks to move forward effectively. Like, when you see somebody have, like, a really big setback, whether they fail a test, and then they come in. So one of the things that a lot of schools are doing now is allowing students to, like, retake tests or, like, fix their mistakes on their test. And I kid you not, so many students just wouldn't take advantage of this. Nope, they just yeah. didn't. Like, they just would, they're like, ah, oh, whatever, I failed it, whatever. Whereas, like, the students that failed it and then were like, mm, no, I'm going to come back. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to work through this test again. That needs rewarded, right? That's, like, great job whether you, you know, end up passing the test or not. At that point, it's like, okay, you've been showing that you've been putting in effort um, and then maybe again, maybe you still are not quite getting it. At least at that point, you know what areas you need to ask for help in, and then you can get further guidance from there. Um, and you've now learned from your setback how to seek counsel and how to persevere through hard tasks. It's such a good skill to practice. It's really, it's really for like students and like progressing through life. It really has so many, like, life. Um, it's a life lesson that it, it is be a very useful. <laughs> it is very, it will be very useful, especially in the adult, the adult world. Um, the third misconception just exposed a growth mindset. 
and good things will happen. Um, mission statements are wonderful things. You can argue with lofty values like growth, empowerment, and innovation, but they are meaningless to employees if the company doesn't implement the policies that make these <laughs> values real and attainable. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. This is just too, this is just too good. Um, organization, organizations that embody a growth mindset encourage appropriate t- risk-taking, knowing that some risks won't work out. They reward employees for important lessons learned. Even if a project doesn't meet its original goals, they support collaboration across organizational boundaries rather than competition among employees or units. They're they're committed to the growth of every member, not just in words, but in deeds, such as broadly available development and advancement opportunities. They continually reinforce growth mindset values with concrete principles. Concrete principles. And concrete <laughs> policies. Like, I don't know if you've ever worked in an organization that, like, sounds like it's the best thing ever. And then you get into it and it's like, wait a second. Like, this mission statement that y'all have means nothing. It's absolutely nothing because nobody, no manager, no, like, employee is being treated this way at all. Yeah, or even, like, one side of the experience where everything was, like, as it seemed, like, went along with the mission statement, went along with everything, great culture, and then changes happened, the culture changed, and then it no longer fit, and people weren't, like, implementing it the same way, and then it became, like, not as great of a place to work anymore. Yeah, and I think you would, I'm sure many people have, like, been in these situations where it's, like, you just can totally clearly see that this is like like the mission statement the values is a show and it's like not what anybody is really like doing and nobody like fully believes it it's just flashy it's just flashy (laughs) with any purpose (laughs) um this also one of the research that was um talked about how we all have our fixed mindset triggers um and this was interesting. This kind of was a self-reflection piece for me is like when we face certain challenges or receive criticism, like I had stated earlier, um, or fair, um, we fare poorly compared with others. We can become insecure or defensive, which inhabits growth. Um, <clears throat> our work environments can become, can be full of like fixed mindset triggers a company that plays the talent game, it makes it harder for people to practice growth mindset thinking and behavior, uh, such as sharing information or collaborating or innovating, seeking feedback or um, admitting errors. I think in a lot of the like sales stuff, it kind of is that way. It may not be yeah. for everybody, but um, I think a lot of people are like scared to ask for help or like um collaborate because like it's all about me and it's all about me getting the deal and um so that could make it kind of like a hard environment to be in and I'm not saying every sales position is that way but a lot of them are yeah I did sales for a bit and I got I was really lucky because the company I worked for was really amazing and um I especially had like really a really great coworker. so like they didn't feel like there was a lot of that like competition or like lack of collaboration and stuff but occasionally it would feel kind of weird being like 
uh, I need, I like, I think I need help with this. I'm trying to do this, but it like would be my sale. And then it's like, if the other person goes through all this work, then you kind of feel bad because you're like, oh, but you're not getting like the commission on it. And you just like helped me so much. So like, then you try to do it on your own and then you're like second guessing. So like it is, I feel just very tricky, especially with that one job role and the company can make it a lot better or a lot worse, depending on like how they let the culture run and everything. Yeah. Or what are those um like businesses that are like Mary Kay or the multi <laughs> yeah level marketing like things yep i think those businesses really um foster like the talent game because i mean you look at their whole thing is like oh look at how much like i'm making and you can do that too. You just have to follow. Yeah, these look at this person. They're at the top. They they can do this much. You can aspire to do it too. <laughs> yeah, and then like they end up like whoever they bring in, they you know get. Anyways, yeah, yep. You know, it's always yeah, harder at all, the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I was like, we've You're all. Like, wait, I'm not selling anything. Like, <laughs> we've what? all been involved in those at some point in our lives, right? <laughs> we've all known someone who's had one of those parties because they're trying to, you know, oh, sell yeah. like. The pampered chef or, like, the Mary Kay. Or, like, there was a shoe one one time where it was, like, yeah. flip-flops that you would switch the flop thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I remember going to, like, even, like, a jewelry party with my mom a couple yeah, times. Yeah, I went right? to one of those, like, too. I won, like, a bracelet. I was, like, ooh, I didn't spend any money and I got a bracelet. <laughs> I mean, I felt bad. But I was also, like, I think I was, like, 15 and it was one of my mom's friends. And so, like, I, like, went with her to, like, this jewelry party. So, I don't know. It was a long time ago. So, Megan, now that we've kind of gone over this, can you give us some, like, tips? Like, how did we, how do we develop a growth mindset? Yeah, so I found this really interesting because I was thinking back to when I first learned this in college and then to where I am today. Because in that class, I was like, oh, I totally have a growth mindset. That's totally me. I don't understand how you can think that you can't change, like, the things about yourself or, like, your weaknesses or anything. So I was thinking about, like, am I still like that today? And I feel like I still am, but also I feel like it's good to be mindful of it. So I wanted to look up ways to develop a growth mindset. And there were, like, 20 to 30 to 40. I don't know how many tips. There were so many tips. I was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to talk about all of these in the podcast. So I wrote down a few that stood out to me that I feel like would work really well with my personality and my habits. But if you're actually interested in this and you want to develop your growth mindset a bit more, I highly recommend clicking on the links that are in the sources or Googling it for yourself and finding tips that like really fit with you. So one of them was recognize you have a choice. So I feel like that's the first step is believing you have the ability to change. Another one is practice, practice, practice. So it's not going to be easy right at first. You might find yourself thinking more with like a growth mindset and then like a few days later you kind of forget. So just keep practicing. It's all about like the journey. It's not about being perfect. Um, oh, one that I loved, love this so much because I say this all the time whenever people tell me this, but it's replace the word failing with learning. Anytime anyone's like, I failed, I failed so much, I failed at this, I failed at this business or whatever, I'm like, no, you learned so much during that process that the next time you attack that goal, you're going to do it totally differently. So I love that so much. Oh, and we talked about this a bit before, but pay attention to the words that you are using. And not just the words that you say to other people, but the way you talk to yourself inside your head has a huge impact. Um, 
another one is embrace your weaknesses you know like being more like vulnerable and open to those and like knowing that you can change them is like a huge thing but you also have to be able to point them out and see that like you have some weaknesses another good one was value learning over approval so stop worrying about what other people are thinking about you and focus more on enjoying the learning process so instead of getting like self-conscious or nervous you know stop like worrying about what everybody else is thinking and just focus on like what you're doing and it'll be so much better another one that I thought was interesting because we keep talking about like learning new things and changing is unlearning can be just as important because being open to unlearn the way you do something can give space for new ideas new ways to do things and change so I thought that was very interesting and then lastly reflect so I just had a really good experience with this because um, I have a passion planner and at the end of each month you're supposed to like schedule a meeting with yourself and reflect on the past month and I did that and I had such a good experience because I was kind of feeling down like this month went by so fast I feel like I didn't accomplish as much as I wanted to accomplish and then I looked back through my planner and everything I had like checked off and I started making a list of everything I had accomplished the month for the month. And I was like, wow, I, <laughs> I actually did so much. And it totally like made me so like positive and happy and motivated today because I was like, I did so much more than I thought I was. I was being so hard on myself. So I cannot recommend reflecting enough because I feel like so often we forget all the good we've done. So it's really good to look back. So those are a few tips that I thought were really awesome. Again, there's so many other ones if you feel like those didn't stand out to you. So definitely look up some if you're really interested. And we and just... Oh, sorry. Sorry, you go. <laughs> no, you go. I just agree so much with these tips. I think um, going back to like, you're not always going to be in that growth mindset. You're going to, you know, teeter-totter between the fix and the growth. Uh, there was definitely times in my life when I was more in a fixed mindset and um, with certain things and it didn't allow me to grow, which was unfortunate, but also like I was able to grow in other ways, which is fine. Like, yeah, everybody, life, it's going to go up and down yeah. and change and your perspective is going to like switch back and forth. So being mindful of it and reminding yourself of it you know reminding yourself that you can change I feel like just yeah one it's way just to manage all of the differences that happen around us a hundred percent okay actually I'm not gonna say a hundred percent all the time anymore because <laughs> it there's it's not a hundred percent but you know what I mean it means I I, I agree with whatever statements being said <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny because it you said that a lot in the last episode, and I there was also something I kept saying over and over and over again in the last episode. I think it was something like, oh gosh, I can't remember, but I was like, Megan, you need, that phrase needs to like go to the grave and just like sit <laughs> out for like the next six months of your life, because you used it like ten times, and it wasn't even like a good explanation always <laughs> in the scenarios I was using it in, but I kept just saying it. I think at one point in the episode, I was like, does that even make sense? I can't think of any other words right now. And you were like, words are hard or something, so... Yeah, I was like, I couldn't 100%. think of anything else to describe <laughs> that I agree other than, like, saying that. But, well, but no. you fully agree. You're like, 100%. I think one time you're like, 1,000. 1,000%. It's like, <laughs> just of my own game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I did want to end with a quote from Dr. Dweck, who's the 
doctor who did like the, a bunch of the research studies and coined the term for this. And she said, I think she, we like to think of our champions and idols as superheroes who were born different from us. We don't like to think of them as relatively ordinary people who made themselves extraordinary. I love that quote so much because it's good to remember that even like the people we look up to, even the people we look up to, they got there by making themselves get there, by like their effort and like their work. So I don't know. I found it really inspiring. And I love that too because oftentimes when we don't, like look at their effort like we're kind of discrediting them we're just kind of like ah they they just you know they're just sole talent yeah totally like oh (laughs) they're a superhero so they got there easily yeah yeah it totally discredits all the hard work they put in to get there because i guarantee you most or majority of the people that you aspire to and look up to they've put effort in i i think of you know right now there's a lot of influencers out there, you know, that's one of the hot commodity jobs that a lot of the young young kids want to be and are aspiring to. So but fancy. T- it's so fancy. <laughs> but I'll tell Living you what, life. <laughs> every influencer that I've ever, you know, seen do like real days in the life or real, you know, whatever, they put a lot of effort into either their content, into making sure that, you know, on the background that they're working with their sponsorships they're working with um their video their video editing like they're putting a lot of effort and a lot of time into you know editing their videos just right or they're not just so much work goes in the background that you don't see yeah they're not just throwing up you know a video that they took you know that took him two seconds to film and they're like like i was just standing in the kitchen my friend started recording me 10 minutes later boom uploaded to youtube cool yeah tiktok or whatever (laughs) (laughs) really successful influencers that like you know they work with other people they work with sponsorships that have to you know have certain uploads and they have to say certain things um they also work with you know they just work with different companies they work with um different people a lot of them do their own editing um even like coming up with content and like a content schedule yeah like a very busy job in and of itself to add on top of everything so. oh yeah and then yeah, scheduling things consistently <laughs> a good example of something that you think is super easy but there's so much work behind it so and a lot of people aspire to be you know a content creator because it looks like glamorous it looks glamorous but just remember that you know our superheroes um they weren't born different from us Nobody was born different from us. We all, I won't say that we all have the same opportunities because we don't. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But we have the, we all have the opportunity to make ourselves into our best selves. All right. Well, thank you for listening, guys. And we hope you tune in next week.